0: Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. We are so glad to be back after a short hiatus during the COVID season. Uh, We hope that this is the first and the last of any recordings that we have to do in the midst of this COVID crisis. But we're back today with a really special show. Uh, We have a guest that's going to introduce some interesting concepts and thoughts. We hope that you're listening today with the most open mind you can possibly bring to understanding what we're going to talk about. Our guest is Dr. Jan Akerval, and he is a physician in Ann Arbor, and he's also the president of Akraval Technologies in Saline, which is a small business. So he, he's bringing a really interesting perspective to talk with us today on The Welsh Wire. His perspective is one, as a medical professional, as a small business owner and resident in the state of Michigan, where we've experienced a lot of difficulty around the coronavirus, both medically, from a health perspective, and also economically. And Jan, we're so glad to have you with us today.
1: Thank Thank you.
0: Tell us a little bit about your history, your, your history in medicine, your history as an entrepreneur, what brought you to Michigan, because as I know you, you uh, you're not born and raised in Michigan. You're not from these parts, as we say again.
1: That's, That's true. I'm from almost, you know, I'm from Sweden. That's yes. kind of, you know, There's a link there, right?
0: Yes, but, there uh, is.
1: So uh, I went to medical school in Sweden. I did my PhD in cancer biology. I specialized in what's called head and neck surgery. So head and neck cancer patients uh, with the cancers up in this area, yeah, uh, I treat them surgically and I am I'm a medical director for a multidisciplinary head and neck cancer team at St. Joe's Hospital here in Ann Arbor, uh, where we're trying to treat our uh, cancer patients holistically with all the different uh, specialties coming together in a multidisciplinary fashion to break down barriers between uh, opinions about uh, treatment protocols and such. Right. So I came here for a fellowship uh, to the University of Michigan 20 years ago to do um, a, both, uh, both a postdoc and my, my cancer journey and uh, clinically, uh, surgically as well. And then we stayed. We love Michigan and uh, we love Ann Arbor and uh, so that was an easy choice. So we're here with uh, family, two kids are, they're out of college and doing their thing out yes. in the world. Yes. And,
0: and somewhere in the middle of this, you started a business. You and your correct. wife started a business. How That's, did that come to be?
1: Yeah. So, so as I said, I, I do uh, cancer surgeries, and and I've been um, uh, specializing in what's called transoral uh, laser surgery. So I go through the mouth with heavy equipment and take out tumors from inside instead of going through the neck from outside oh, We wow. have a lot of uh, different uh, advantages recovery time and so forth but during that process i realized that the teeth are at risk here for these patients where these instruments go through so i developed a mouth guard for medical purposes that then my my wife took uh, to the sports market so we became mouth guard manufacturer for sports and now also for night grinding
0: oh that's wonderful and how many years has the company been around
1: Uh, so officially 10 years. Nice. It was actually founded a little bit earlier, but officially when we really got started, it's been 10 years.
0: About 10 years in business. Terrific. And Insuline. Correct. Yes. Insuline. Wonderful. Wonderful. So you have such an interesting perspective that you bring again, as a medical professional, an entrepreneur living in the state of Michigan, and this COVID crisis has brought you to a place where you recently authored a white paper called We're Crashing and you have some thoughts about what's going on right now and considerations that maybe we should all think about that are a little bit different than the way we're doing things right now to come out of the crisis tell us about your thoughts in that paper jan
1: yeah so so uh, i've been talking a lot to friends to colleagues uh, i'm from sweden people in sweden that you know are doing things differently than very
0: differently yes
1: and uh, and uh, let me just say Right off the bat, that uh, no one has the the, the answer here. There's, right. a, there's we don't know exactly how to handle it, but it, there are a few things that we know that we're actually not really talking about, mm-hmm. and that has kind of uh, matured in my mind in these conversations, and I finally started to um, formulate a, an, an idea about how we could go forward. So. Um, Well, The the perspective that we're not really talking about is how we actually defeat a virus. So if you think about it, there are only basically two ways to defeat a virus. You either come up with a vaccine and and can uh, vaccinate the population and you get immune and the virus doesn't have a host to go to because we all have antibodies. Um, And the other way is to get immune the natural way, which is what popular uh, the popular word is herd immunization right it's, in order to get herd immunization, you have to be in contact with other people that are uh infected and and that's what we do you know if you remember the chicken pox part is in the 60s sure. and so and and what it's all about is actually risk management how risky is it to get the virus is it worth that risk or is it not right and right so um uh, if we look at these two alternatives and we can't just avoid the virus and, and, and hope that it will go away. Uh, I mean, I guess it could, no one knows, but the risk is that it keeps circul- circulating like the Spanish flu for several years until enough immunity has been raised in society and the virus can't really infect the big populations anymore. Um, so, uh, we haven't really uh thought about that option until Sweden started to do it very differently,
0: right, and that was so interesting because many people thought, "Oh my gosh, what are they doing they're crazy they're going to kill millions of people this is This is nuts and then all of a sudden everyone started to look at that and say, huh, yeah, maybe they have something here yeah, well, so interesting that that you know you came from Sweden and now you're here with right. with with this whole well rounded perspective saying. There's, there's something there, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I was at first also kind of upset that they risked lives uh, to keep society open. But when I dug deeper and understood more the, the rationale, uh, I thought there is something to it because they really... Um, think deeply about that we've got to create this immunity. We can't rely on that there will be a vaccine in time. Mm-hmm. And their neighboring countries, they they shut down completely, Finland, Norway, Denmark, and they have very much fewer deaths. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But they also do not have uh, any immunity in those countries or very, very little. Right. Likely. We don't know because people don't test, but it's unlikely if you don't, if you don't see any deaths, you most likely do not have the virus, right? It,
0: yeah, uh, initial information and data coming out of those areas are are telling us a story that's very different than where we've been headed in the United right. States with our lockdowns.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. so 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 the lockdown. If we talk about that, that's absolutely the right thing to do if the healthcare systems. Are close to collapse, right? I mean, you have no choice, we have no choice. It was the right thing to do,
0: absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But just as a comment, the reason why we get overwhelmed is, of course, because we're not prepared. That's right, something we've talked about for years and decades, and no one ever really took it seriously, right? And hopefully, we will in the future be better prepared. But so, so there's no doubt that that lockdown decreases. Uh, the pressure on the healthcare system and the and the deaths um, in, in the short run. No right. doubt about it. No one can right. argue with that. But the problem is that you don't have a vaccine yet. So you have no immunity. And we haven't been, if we lock down too much, we don't have immunity, the herd immunity. And you need to reach like 50, 60% of the population uh, having antibodies to have that effect. Right. And, and it's really important because otherwise you get that second wave when the virus circulates the, the, the globe and comes back and there's not enough immunity and it starts again. Um, so so uh, I think that, that what, we, what we need to really think about is now that we stand in front of the, the next step, what are we going to do now? Because we right, now we're, like, we're talking about
0: reopening. I think every, everyone agrees yeah. the curve has been flattened and pretty much across the country, even in New York State and New York City, there's talk about how to reopen. And you have some thoughts about that also.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm by no means the the, the, the only one. I, 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 I know, for example, the Hoover Institute at Stanford, I've been talking about these ideas for a long time so it it basically is uh based on who are really the risk population that is occupying the hospitals and the intensive care units and our you know all the ventilator care that is needed well we have a pretty good understanding of that not perfect but we mm-hmm. have a pretty good understanding from china from italy from other European countries and from the US, right? Because my hospital, last time I checked, like 60, 60 or so percent are above sixty years of age, and the risk really goes up when you're above 65. And the 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 rest 25 or so percent were between 40 and 60, and very, very few under 40. Mm-hmm. There are people absolutely that will get sick even if you're young. There's no sure. doubt about it. But if you look at why we're locking down, to be honest, when this started is because we were worried about collapsing healthcare systems.
0: Right. And, and and truly, that's what we were told. I mean, that that's really what we understood to be the case. And so now we've kind of come past that moment in time.
1: Well, I, I, I'm... I think every area needs to to assess that on their own. Are we there? Or are we not there? Because sure. it's very very different. If you're in a rural community, if you're in a in a hot spot in a dense populated densely populated area in Michigan, it looks very very different. If you're in 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 uh, which county you're in, Washington, for example, is is not very hard hit, and and um, uh, Oakland, of course, and uh, is much 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 harder hit. So so I I think it. When we we do this, it has to be um, measured depending mm-hmm. on where on the risk you are. Right, and um, so 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 the idea is built on uh, how do we protect ourselves from a from a second wave. Well, so my uh, opinion is that we should definitely pay more attention to herd immunity because we can't rely on that there will be a vaccine it can take 12 18 months right and 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 again immunity is the only thing that is going to prevent us from a second wave right so so how can we do that how can can we get immunity to the population uh, and at the same time avoid that healthcare systems are collapsing Mm -hmm. well you have to protect the risk population right So the people that are at a certain age, it can be debated if it's 60 or 65, a lot of data argues for 65 and above, and certain conditions, what we call comorbidities, heart disease, lung disease, et cetera, obesity, there's a lot of factors and, and preconditions there that we know put you at higher risk. So let's play around with this in our minds for a little bit when we now talk about opening and, and it, it it unfortunately it's a very polarized it's either you can't do anything until everything is perfect or just go for it and i would say none of these opinions in my mind are really following the data and following uh, the the rationale of how do we get to immunity because right have-
0: that's very interesting and along the way you know, we've talked about this too. They're very polarizing, aren't they? So if you think one way, way, if you think yeah. one way you might be labeled an R or a D, yeah. Yeah. a left or a right, yeah. a conservative or a liberal, uh, right or wrong even, right? Yeah. And, and I know we've talked about that. This, this is not an issue that should be polarizing. This is an issue where we should just be concerned for human beings, the, the whole human being, The health and the economic well-being, which are so intertwined in this disease. I mean, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And there's going to be suffering no matter which way you go, whether you sway all to the health or all to the economic, but finding a good middle ground, it sounds like, is where you think, yes, there will still be suffering, but it might be the easier path for all.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you have to uh, uh, the one at the the one at the the end of uh, we have to wait much much longer. They all also need to realize that people are not just just economically suffering uh, with people pu- uh, being pushed into poverty, and you see the 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 lines to the to the um, soup kitchens, and, and it's 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 heartbreaking. But also, we need to remember that people are actually getting sick from not coming to the healthcare because we're so afraid of going to the emergency department now. A friend of mine, he's head of a cardiology department at at the large university. He said, I've never seen so many young, healthy people coming with really bad cardiac disease, some of them dying. And when you try to figure out why, they didn't want to go to the emergency department. it's oh, terrible.
0: Of it. Yeah, I, all, all out of out of fear.
1: All yeah, of fear. and 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 yeah. uh, as a cancer doctor, I can see that pe- people are are putting it off to to get all the workup done, and maybe it's not that bad. And no doctor can see you anyway. We can only talk to them over the phone, and maybe it's not that bad. Let's give an antibiotic. Let's wait, 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 wait. And the longer you wait, the worse than the prognosis. And that will people will also die. Right. And, and so these bad. are
0: unintended consequences. Oh, oh that, of course. Yeah. That that you're suggesting again, if we try to be a little bit more moderate on our approach, not all one way, not all the other way, but a little bit more moderate in the middle of the road. Right. Again, right. your point I, I think is so well taken that you, we're not going to avoid the suffering.
1: Right. This and, and, and this and, and
0: virus is causing us all to suffer, but yeah, there might I mean, be a better middle ground to consider.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was just going to say that, that if you just go for it, like I'm just open and, 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 and get over with it. Well, right. we will get bogged down again. So, yeah. so I can't do I that either. don't think that that's anything we should even consider. Right. But so if you protect the let, – let's t- think about it. We're all quarantined now. This is the perfect moment to do this in a stratified, logic way. Won't be perfect, but it could work. Right. We could get immunity, we could open the economy, the society at the same time and get a little bit of what Sweden has. Right. They 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 actually their death toll is not higher per million than US. Let me just point that out. And, and, and I talked to my friends over that all the time and, and, and the economy, yeah, it's going to go down, but it's not that bad. So right. let me just say that, that if you do it in a measure way, and, and I don't think they did it perfectly because, and they've agreed to this, they never totally control the risk population. So let's Yeah, see
0: they I'm said that, on. but you, but you advocate in, in your plan, you, you've got a, a logical four point plan that you suggest, you know, is worth taking a look at, is worth considering. And part of that is keeping older folks, 60, 65, whatever the age is in quarantine, along with those with some comorbidities that are really at high risk and give them some financial support, keep them at home, keep them safe, but let the rest of the population go out and start to develop that herd immunity. I mean, that's your, that's your step one.
1: That, that, that is exactly right. And, and it has to be very closely monitored because we don't know how it's going to play out when when we start doing this. so we got to monitor the hospital systems we got to got to make sure that we're not uh, overstepping but let's look at it just from a different perspective that if we don't have a vaccine you have to get the immunity and the yeah. only way to get that is to be in contact with someone else who has the virus. Right. If you're not in the risk population, the risk of, of you to to die or get severely ill is very low.
0: Right. The,
1: the, right. the death toll from one of the Chinese studies, if you're under 60, it's 1.5%. And 1.5%, that's a lot of, of people, but it's almost comparable to uh, what you see with the flu, yeah, uh, you, you see less than that for sure, but my point is that we don't even we never talk about that that right. 20 plus 1000 no. people died from the flu.
0: No, none of you us know. worry about that. And, and funny, I I what I always think about the flu too is funny, nobody seemed to think getting the flu vaccine was that big of a deal or worthwhile. We all know people that didn't think that was a big deal. Right. right. And I don't think differently of it, but but in the past right. never thought anything of it. So, yeah, to your point yeah, it, it really isn't that bad. You're thinking also that, you know, a, a way to test is to really keep an eye on healthcare workers. To be an ask, at-risk hard. population, right? To, to really spend testing efforts on them and making sure that they're staying yes. safe.
1: So, so if, if you time. think about it, this uh, we talk a lot about testing. We're going to get tested. We're going to get tested. But as a physician, you always think about, why am I doing this test? What is it going to lead to? Is it going to make a difference? Do the test. If it's not going to make a difference, don't do the test. Yeah, if
0: you're gonna so, treat and behave the same way anyway, regardless of the right. outcome. Yeah. So
1: if you have symptoms, go home, stay home. You don't necessarily need a test for that. And and if you don't have symptoms, if you believe in herd immunity, it's actually a good thing. You're asymptomatic, but you carry the virus. So if you're asymptomatic and get a positive test with the fear going on, you would stay home, but maybe. There is a point in, in circulating the virus so we can get to that herd immunity, that will for sure secure us from a second wave. So right. the people that absolutely need to be tested is healthcare workers, especially those that work with the risk population. Because you do not want to risk that the risk population get infected, because they're at much higher risk to get severely ill and to start the health care system would, in that case, start to go down again. And then we'll face another lockdown. Right. So you got to be very structured in that fashion.
0: Right. And you advocate for, you know, letting, letting folks that are not in the at-risk populations get back to work, you know, without restrictions, not, not trying to select what sectors or areas, but do it with a measured approach. You suggest by state, by county,
1: by city. Yeah, d- depending on where it's it, there is a hotspot or not. Right, I, I, sure. So, so I, I'm I'm not trying to dismiss uh, people that are being careful and, and all the, all the advice that come in. But if it's not based on any belief in herd immunity, I can tell you that. Right. Because I I wear I do exactly what what's being told. Uh, I'm, I'm I follow the the rules hundred percent. But if you just think about it it is not necessarily a bad thing to be in contact with a virus if you're not in the risk population. Right. I think we just need to step back and think about that for a moment because if we do this incorrectly, too fast, we're going to be back in a lockdown. If we do it too slow, we won't develop immunity. And again, we can't rely a vaccine it right. can take a very long time
0: right and and protracting this as you say really we run the risk of um really damaging the economy in the process oh, oh we, yeah we, we, oh yeah absolutely. the restrictions I and mean, the lockdown yeah
1: and 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 i mean i i can I, i'm i'm not doing this because i'm complaining but our our two my two businesses my 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 clinic together with my partners and our company just totally died and uh, we had to furlough people, and we took no salaries, and we were thinking, "What's going to happen here? Medicine is going to come back, but our business might be gone forever. Sports, which was eighty percent, that that may be gone. So, yeah. so we we were lucky to to be able to repurpose and, and contribute to start making face shields and 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 and, and um, you know getting around from that perspective, but it got me thinking about all other people that employ or are employed by a small business, which is 90, I don't know the number, but 95% maybe. of the. Oh, of the absolutely. It, it's, right. We, we just can't, like, we got to bring all these factors into the conversation. Right. we got to get out of the mode of being scared or they've got to, em- embrace the virus now, the virus situation, and really be smart about we're going to get back open. Everyone agrees on that. How are we going to do it? Do it in a smart, stratified way to minimize the risk. That's yeah, I
0: think your comments are so, so good. And you close your, your white paper, Jan, with a statement that I love. Um, you say, perfect is the enemy of good. Even though more specific knowledge about the virus would be helpful we know enough to get out of the lockdown we can't afford to wait any longer let's not be scared open the society now that is just that's great really intelligent advice
1: well uh i don't want to be uh risking here that that anyone thinks i'm 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 uh I'm not thinking these through carefully, and I, I'm not neglecting all the other aspects, but I, I'm kind of pushing it a little bit here just to make us think. And and I think we might, since I wrote this, I think we, we all might actually be coming to the point where we realize that it will happen very soon and we got to do it. So, so it's not revolutionary to, to say that, but I, I think sometimes we, if we don't know enough, if we don't base what we do on enough facts and data, there is a risk that we miss the point and and not act in in a in a fast and efficient way. And right, I I I think I think we can do it. I think we can do it if we do yeah. it smart I, and smart I think
0: of- you're right. And and what I love about what you've written and had to share is a couple things. One, I love your perspective, which is is so unique to the conversation. I mean, you talk about folks from Stanford and other places bringing in studies and all the rest. And you know what? that's great. Um, but I love that you are a Michigan physician and a small business owner, a resident of the state of Michigan in one of, you know very close to one of the hot spots and one of the states that's you know in, in the top five. For the hurt that's been caused to the state economically and from a health standpoint, and deaths with coronavirus. You get this. You understand this, and you've got a foot kind of in both worlds the health side and the economic side. And your perspective is so interesting. And I also love the fact that, you know, while it's a, um, to some, may seem like a radical thought or an idea. You don't bring it with a political agenda attached to it, Jan, which I find so refreshing. You're not waving the flag for R or D, left or right, conservative or liberal. It's just a wise, thoughtful, intelligent, measured approach that you're putting out there for consideration. And that's really why we wanted to share it.
1: Well, feel free to. (laughs)
0: We are so glad that you were our guest on the Welsh Wire. We really appreciate the time talking with you. Um, For our listeners, I will let you know that we will be sharing uh, Jan's white paper on our blog on the website. Um, And so you can go to welshandassociates.net and go on to our blogs and you can uh, pull down Jan's white paper. We would love to have you um, get that and read all the details of it. Jan, thank you again for being our guest tonight. Jan Akraval, he's a physician in Ann Arbor with St. Joseph Mercy Hospital and the president of Akraval Technologies, small business owner. And um, it's been great to have you and talk with you tonight.
1: Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.